Hey, I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and you're listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild, a podcast focused on helping you live your most abundant life, whatever that means to you. From money, to entrepreneurship, to manifestation, to wellness and beauty hacks, to the occasional Real Housewives reference, if you're ready to start becoming your next level self, the future version of you who's doing, being, and attracting everything you desire, and having fun while you do it, you are in the right place, and it's time to start showing up as this version of you right now. Let's get into the show. So I'm so excited to talk to you because my actually most popular and most listened to uh, podcast ever is actually about becoming your highest self. And so I know my audience is really interested in, in, in this, and this is like your area of expertise. So, so excited to chat Lauren, Nani, welcome to the podcast. Did I say your last name? Thank you so much. It's Nanny, but I think majority call me Nanny. Okay. (laughs) Well, apologies, but I'm so excited to have you here. I think where I want to start is I was actually looking at your Instagram this morning and it looks like you might be a Real Housewives fan. Is that Yes. Oh yeah. All day long. (laughs) Okay. Same. So I have to know what is your favorite Housewives franchise? Like what? Jersey. Jersey. It's got to be Jersey and then Beverly Hills right after that. Okay. Yes, I would have to agree. And then, so are you team Teresa or Melissa? I am team Melissa. I love Teresa, like with her family and her kids, but like anything else, I'm like, what is actually happening here? (laughs) Like, I'm so like, like, I'm so confused. What are, who, which side are you on? Do you like Jersey even? Yeah, no, I I love Jersey. Um, I'd say Beverly Hills is my favorite, but Jersey, I would say is a close like second or third, um, just because there's just always so much going on. But I definitely, I've always been team Melissa. I don't know what it is about Teresa. Just like, I, I completely agree with you with her family, love her daughters, her daughters. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but yeah. Melissa, um, uh, yeah. So anyways, had to ask you that because I saw, and I thought that'd be a good place to start because you actually, one of the reels you created was about life lessons from Real Housewives. And I thought it was so good. So will you explain what you were talking about in that reel? Yes. So I was talking about Miss Bethany Frankel from New York and I love Bethany. I think that she's just like a boss and she just is a great example of like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And she posts like a real old, a while ago talking about her first contract with New York and they offered her like $7,000 or something. And she said like, that was a ton of money for her at the time. She didn't debate it, but there was a part in her contract that she did want them to take out. And it essentially said that like Bravo could take a portion of her earnings going forward from like whatever success she had, like in other areas, I'm assuming, or other deals. And she was like, I don't know what it was, but something like in my gut told me like, have them take this out. Like, she's like, I just believe that I was going somewhere. I was going to be somebody and I really wanted to protect it. But like in the moment, like I had no money. I was a nobody, you know, like I had nothing really to show for it. I just like saw the vision for myself and I knew like somewhere in me, like this has to be taken out because I'm going to go places And then fast forward, however many years later, she sells her cocktail portion of her brand for like well over a hundred million dollars. 
And I'm just like, she doubled down before she had the tangible evidence. You know what I mean? Like she believed so much so that she was willing to take that action now without like, without proof in front of her essentially, other than what she saw in her mind. And I was like, that, like, what would Bethany do? Like, that is just such like a good motto in my opinion. Like, what would Bethany do? How would she act? What would she believe? It's so smart and, and having that mentality now of like, okay, maybe my outer environment isn't where it could be in the future, but like acting as if and showing, showing up in your life as if you already have a hundred thousand followers, you already have the million dollar business. You already have, you know, the relationship, all these things. How would you, how would you act? How would you show up today? I think is just such a powerful like reframe, but I guess my question to you, because I know you do life coaching and you help people with this is like, what if you, and I know it's, it's kind of amazing to me how some people like Bethany Frankel, like just are kind of born knowing they're going to be somebody, they're going to be famous, they're going to be rich. But what if you don't have that belief? How can you cultivate it? Because it's almost like you you need to truly believe that that is possible for you in order to make it happen. And I think the problem I see or the disconnect a lot of times is like, it's hard to fake that if you don't truly believe it. You know what I mean? So do you have mm-hmm. any like tools or strategies that people could start to implement? Definitely. And something like, I would agree, right? Because if it feels not believable, it's like, we're not going to take action on it because our beliefs are like our driving forces, right? Like they're like the invisible puppeteer. But I think something to keep in mind is like, you don't have to have a hundred percent belief to get started. So if that like dreamy, like, you know, long-term goal, that big, big vision doesn't feel believable, like you can still cast that vision and then dial it back. Like what does feel a little bit more believable today? How can we get started working towards that? Like, what is something you can start telling yourself that you can feel into? Because like your body knows, like you can stand in front of the mirror and be like, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. And if you don't feel it, right? Like you're like, okay, now what? But it's like, I'm open to the possibility that like I can create money today or like whatever it is, right? Like I can have a a course, you know, that like completely blows like my my sales expectations out of the water. So I think it's one, like counting yourself in before you count yourself out, realizing that like believing, like having self-belief is a power that you can learn. It's a skill you can build because we all have like proof and evidence from the past of like how it didn't go well or how we're not that kind of person or something like that. But really like that's just all coming from our old thinking and we can change that thinking going forward. So I always tell people like feeling stuck or feeling like this isn't for me, but yet I want this, like, it's not your end result. It's just like a mindset that we're in that we can start changing. Oh yeah. I love that. Or just kind of having that belief of like anything is, is possible. I think that's been a huge reframe for me as a business owner, or at least my previously, my like go-to mindset was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that type of person or Um, I haven't experienced that before, but, and it's kind of subtle. Like you don't really even realize that it's there until you're like, wait, like, why am I looking at what this person's doing and immediately telling myself that I can't do that for whatever reason. And just opening up the the mindset to be like, well, what if I could, like, how could I make that a possibility? Yes. And I think that's so normal. I think maybe that's something like when we're alone with our own thoughts, we think like we're like the only ones that think this way and feel this way. But like, I feel like that is really typical. Like we have this voice, like that little inner mean girl, like that 
inner critic, I like to call it. And it's really there to protect us. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't, it thinks that like being rejected or failing or like not being super a hundred percent positive on something could kill us. And it's like, that's just like not the case anymore. So it's like most developing a relationship with that part of ourselves and realizing like, it's going to be there at every level. You know, it's like when we get started, when we get going, when we've made it and now we want something else. It's like, (laughs) I always say my voice knows to show up like right on time. I'm like, ah, there you are. I knew you would pop in and it's like, it's okay. It's, it's so true. And I, I did an Instagram story about this the other day. Cause somebody, and this is a question that I get all the time. So I'm not like calling yeah. this person out, but she, she DM me and she's like talking about online courses. You know, the, she said, the fear is what if I fail or what if it doesn't work out? And I'm like, I totally understand that because that is a, a fear that is in my head. And it's having a fear like that, or that, you know, limiting self-belief doesn't make you special. And what I mean by that is like, literally everybody has it. It's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're the person that just should listen to that and not take action. Like for example, the, all the, everybody that I know that's been successful or that's done anything that they wanted to do, they've also had that voice, but they've had to learn how to not listen to it and like take Mm -hmm. action take action anyways. Cause yeah, like you said, it's always going to be there and new level, new devil. Like every time I yeah. <laughs> get to something new, I'm like, Oh, there it is again. <laughs> totally. And it's like, what's our definition of failure? Like what if failure was just like never getting started, mm-hmm. you know, like, like what if that's like what, cause like, I guess that's my definition. It's like, I would feel like I failed if I just bought into all my old stories, all my old beliefs. And it's like, I'm willing to work and go forward doing this, like for the possibility, like for me honoring my desires, for me honoring what I want. And it's like, there's no way I can fail, like the ultimate failure, right? If I'm still trying. And it's like failures along the way, things work, things don't. That's just part of it. And that's what I learned. You know, I thought it was like, oh, you go after your dreams. It's going to feel good all the time. And it's like, no, like you've got to have those like, those struggles, those roadblocks, like those learning moments, because that's what helps you grow. That's what helps you become resilient for that next level and that next level. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think thinking about like what, what actually is scarier to, to you, like for me, the same way, like I thought about what's scarier to me trying this and then maybe it doesn't work out and I have to figure something else out or go back to my other job or never trying it. And then always wondering like, Oh, what if I, what did I miss out on? Like looking back when I'm 85 years old and being like, fuck, like, I wish I would have tried that. Yeah. Who knows <laughs> yes. what could have happened, you know? Um, exactly. So yeah, thinking about it that way and like everything is a reframe, which I'm sure I, I do want to get into because obviously you are a life coach. This is like what you help people with. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to kind of get into exactly what you help people with. I'm sure you've seen this, but I feel like, and I feel this way with online courses and with life coaching, it's almost like a butt of jokes at this point. People are like, oh, everybody on Instagram's a life coach. Everybody on Instagram's a course creator. Like what do they really yeah. know? But as you and I both know, it's like, they can be so life-changing for people. So tell us a little bit about, well, number one, how you even got into life coaching in the first place, and then also what you tangibly like help people with. So I, life coaching was always one of those things. Like I always knew I wanted to do that kind of thing. And um, I just had so many of my own fears. Like I literally, like, I think I have blocked out the part of my brain that wants to count how long I waited to start my business because of all those voices and those thoughts, but like, 
growing up, like I didn't have like, you know, I didn't come from money. I didn't have like all like the tangible evidence that like, you know, life was going to be what I wanted it to be. All I knew was that like, I could change my thinking, like from a very young age. And I was just like, I knew like I had the power to do something. And it's like, it might not be changing my outside world, but I could change like my inside world. And I would just like get my hands on like all the free resources. Like I would read the books, I would watch the YouTubes. And I was like, this is like the work I want to do. Like, I want to help people believe what's possible too. And I didn't know what it was called at the time. And then as I got more and more into it, I was like, oh, it was like a life coach. Like, this is it. And then I waited and I waited and I waited and, you know, like I just put it off for so long. And then I finally like took the jump, took the leap and it was everything. It like set me free. And it's just like, it literally is like my life's work is to do this because I know how good it feels to be able to live in alignment with what you really want, like to be the person, like give yourself that permission to like go out and express yourself, help people how you want to help them make money, how you want to make money. Um, it's like everything. What was going through your mind when, cause I know you said you, you put off starting a business for a long time. Like what was the fear or what, what was holding you back during that time? Oh gosh. It was like, <laughs> so the main thing was, which is so funny is I didn't, I was like, do I want to get certified or do I not want to get certified? And I still, I got certified eventually, but I made it mean all these negative things if I had to get certified. And I just wanted to get started, wanted to get started. And like, but I really, the truth, and this is what I tell like my clients is like, find the truth first because it'll save you time and it'll set you free. The truth was I just wanted to get certified so I could have more of a foundation, but I kept putting that off and putting that off. And I was like, it literally like delayed so much for me, but, and it's like, I didn't know what was the right program, right? Like, is this the right direction? Is this the right like theme or platform that they're using? Like, just always trying to get it right, trying to make sure I wasn't making any mistakes. And like that, like perfectionist thinking, like just shut me down. Mm. And like, I don't even believe that you need to be certified truthfully. Like if you can help people, you help people. But like, it's like what I wanted. And I like, by not telling myself the truth, like I just kept like delaying, delaying because I just wanted to get it right. And that is just such a trap for so much time wasted. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like that is so common. And I even felt that too. And so many people listening to this will probably resonate. The thought of needing to go back for another certification, I really feel like is a crutch in so many ways. It's that perfectionistic attitude or we tell ourselves like, oh, people aren't going to take me seriously unless I'm certified mm -hmm. or I'm only going to be able to get clients once I'm certified. But exactly what you said, like if you, no matter what, you know, you're helping people with, Mm -hmm. the certification is probably not going to change that very much. I mean, <laughs> it, depending on obviously what it is. And of course you want to stay within your scope of practice or whatever you're helping people with, you know, my right, disclaimer right. there, but ultimately <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's not gonna, once you get certified, the, if the root of the problem is the fact that you don't, you don't feel confident in your ability to help people yet, the certification is not going to change that. So it's like, you're better off just getting started now and like working through the kinks and <laughs> yes. Cause then you actually know, like, yeah. instead of wondering on like that mm -hmm. one side of like, I wonder what will happen. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. It's like, once you get in there, you actually see it's not as scary as like your mind made it out to be. Yeah. And then you, you get like, okay, this is what I need to figure out next. And you just keep going. Like that's how goals are achieved. Like one step at a time. Yeah. So what do you think is is the main thing that keeps people stuck in their life, whether that's businesses, career goals, relationships. I know you talk a lot about getting unstuck. So what do you feel like is that, 
the main thing. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I forgot. That was the other part of the question. Like I, I help people get unstuck because like I was once stuck and I know how freeing it can be. And I think, you know, what I have seen is that what keeps people stuck is the belief that this is like it, like this is kind of the end result here that I have all this evidence from the past of how it didn't work. I have all these examples, right? And it's like, they bring that into the present as is like, that's true for them right now. And then we keep perpetuating it. We keep like living into it and it feels more and more true. And so I think like leading with that and then being too afraid to like, just get started, being too afraid to tell ourselves the truth about what we want. Right. Because then it's like, we're just, we're just trying to fulfill something that really doesn't fulfill us. And we're just going to end up stopping. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's like that start stop cycle. So I feel like that's really what keeps our feet to the floor is like the fear of like, I got to get it right. I can't get it wrong. And it's like, Oh my God, am I even really this person? Like, look at all these past examples, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, we count ourselves out before we count ourselves in. Yeah. And I think that's what I notice about my clients is like, the second they sign up, it was like someone gave them a permission slip to just be themselves and to just tell themselves the truth about what they want. And I'm telling you, like transformations happen so much faster because it's like less judgment on yourself and just more permission to be honest, give yourself time. Cause like, we all want to get to that next, that next level, mm-hmm. that yeah. next goal. But it's like, wait, like, let's actually slow it down because we need to see what's going on here so that you can get there. Because if we just keep doing the same things, we get the same results. Right. And if that's great if it's everything you want, but typically not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love, there was a quote that you said, it was like, if you want to get unstuck, stop stopping. And I thought that was just, it's so simple yet so profound because I feel like that's what happens. And like, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it with other people. Like, you, as soon as you hit kind of a roadblock or something is challenging, or you get fearful about something, you stop and you're, you start to reassess, oh, am I doing it wrong? Should I switch? Should I, should I change my niche? Should should I go back and get another? And it's like the reason why you're, you're continue to feel like stuck in the same place is because you keep stopping when, Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but like in that sort of situation, would you just recommend people continue to like, take action, take steps towards the thing that they were working on, even if it feels wrong, or would you recommend that they like reassess at that point? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And what I notice, so you, you highlight a good point. It's like, when we get uncomfortable, we think it means stop. I would say what is making us uncomfortable? Like, like before we turn back, before we go forward, just pause for a minute. Like, where is this coming from? What's making you nervous? What makes you feel afraid? Noticing that and then deciding from that level of awareness, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to show my face. I don't want to get it wrong. And then truthfully, you got to make peace with that part of it. Opportunity cost, you could retreat and you could go back to like square one or you keep going. You show yourself that you can handle what's on the other side of that. So like long story short, I say, keep going because if you stop when you're always uncomfortable, you're never going to get to that next point. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like that, that loop, but yeah. like, really it's, you're uncomfortable because you've never done it before. Like you're going into new territory. You're going into like new waters. So of course you would be uncomfortable. Of course you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Why would you, you know what I mean? But we think we're supposed to, we're good students of life, right? It's like, no, you've never done this. That's okay. You're going to figure it out. Believe that you don't need 
all the answers to keep going. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the same thing with motivation or like waiting until you have motivation to take action. Whereas I feel like, okay, yeah, it's great. Obviously if you're motivated, it's going to make your work a lot more fun and you're probably going to go a lot faster. But the truth of the matter is there are a lot of times when we're not motivated, myself included. And what I find is in those moments, having a fine balance, obviously, and not pushing, you know, pushing through like your body's need to rest or anything like that. But certain times you just don't feel like doing something. You don't feel motivated. But when you take action towards your goals anyways, a lot of times the motivation comes from the action. Like rather than waiting for that motivation to hit you first, like take Mm -hmm. the inspired action. And then a lot of times it will come and make everything that you're doing after a lot easier. Couldn't agree more. And it's like, we don't, there are other there are other emotions that get you going other than motivation, right? Like you don't always need to be motivated. Like that's just the truth. And I think when you know, like you have that vision of where you're going, like those actions become purposeful. So like, if you ever feel like I'm just not motivated, like lock into like, why are we doing this? Even though we don't want to do this right now, where is this taking us? It like gives it more meaning and really locks it in versus like mundane. And I'd rather just not like, that's okay. You could, you, you can, not want to do it there's a bigger reason you're doing it yeah so so focusing on like your why or like the deeper meaning of why you started your business or whatever it is you're you're looking for well that that segues perfectly into my question about becoming your higher self because I know that's something you talk about a lot so can you explain for somebody who maybe isn't familiar what the concept of like your highest self is yeah so how I like to think about it is like it's the version of you that's living the life that you want. Like they are living out this vision that you've seen for yourself. It's like, maybe it's like what you daydream about, what you like wish for on New Year's Eve or something like that, or like what you put on your vision board. I know you talk a lot about vision boards and it's like, it's this person like embodying that lifestyle, like how they live, what they believe, how they feel. And like, they're already doing it, right? Like they're already making those decisions. They already have those results and it's like, okay, what does she know that I don't yet know? Yeah. So what what tools would you advise people to use to become their highest self? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think one of the best tools is to take like 10, 15 minutes in silence by yourself or put on some like relaxing music and actually think about what that person looks like. Like, what is that life? Like, I think that we know we want to get somewhere, but it's like, where do we know what that looks like do we spend we want to like get to know this person we want to get to know this lifestyle so I think like really taking time to envision like asking yourself the question like what do I want what would be so fun like what would feel good for me to me right and kind of talking about like your highest self and like this the lifestyle that you want to live and then from there like I love vision boards I've always been like a big vision board person because I'm a visual person And so I'd say like, find images that really light you up, that connect you to that person. Not things that make you feel like, oh, no way, not possible, whatever. But it's like, oh no, like this, like this locks me and this reminds me. And like those images can be like very literal. Like you could have like the G-Wagon on the vision board, or you could have, like I always give the example of mine, like um, iced coffee. Like if you were to look at it, you'd be like, you're going to manifest iced coffee. And it's like, no, like the iced coffee represents freedom to me that like I work for myself. And like on a Tuesday at 1 PM, I could go for coffee if I wanted. And it's like, I know what that means. 
sense, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it represents and it like motivates me and it like, it reminds me like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're working towards, things like that. So I think taking the time to ask and get clear like with what we want, using vision boards. And something else I like to do usually at the beginning of the year is I like to write out a vision day and I write it in first person. And so it's like, like as if I'm living it right now, as if I'm going to the place where I have all the results that I want. And I typically do it for like a year out. So Christmas Eve is a big like to do in my family. We get dressed up like it's like our gifts night, like we play games. And so I always write it on Christmas Eve in present day. Like I walk into the party and then I reflect back on all the things I achieved this year. That person that went out and did the things she believed this. She acted as this. Right. Like and I put so much detail that it can't help but feel real. So it's like your body wants to feel that your mind wants to feel that because your mind is going to go where you direct it. You know, you want to like think about like when you watch your housewives versus when you watch the news, <laughs> like there's different energy there. So it's like I'm going to write a really good story because I know how important it is. I love that. Well, it, it reminds me too. I've heard I don't know if you've heard this, too, that you're your mind or subconscious mind or something, I'm probably butchering this, doesn't know the difference between like what is real and what is fake. So it's almost like you can kind of, even if you don't believe it, looking at your vision board of your highest self or writing down your ideal day, and you can almost kind of trick your mind into believing like this is the truth of your reality. And then your subconscious mind will start acting as if for you in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've absolutely heard that too. And I think a really um, like simple example is like when you're in the shower and you're like having these fake arguments with yourself, like with your husband or your boss and you're getting all worked up as if it's actually happening, like your heart's racing, like you're all angry, but it's not really happening. It's just happening up here, but your body doesn't know that. Oh my God. Yeah. Your heart rate's increasing everything. So I'm like, why don't we do that for things we want? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Like why not do that for the things that feel good or make you really excited? (laughs) Like imagine like, and this is actually something that works really well for me. I've talked about it a million times, but visualization is like my favorite tool ever, but not just the visualization, also the using the visualization to evoke that feeling. So like when you have your first 10 K month or whatever, imagining that, but then also like, what is that going to feel like in your body? Like for me specifically, I get kind of like a nervous stomach feeling like when I'm excited. And so actually cultivating that feeling, it changes the experience so much. And I really believe like kind of draws that experience to you faster. (laughs) Completely. Yeah. Like the different energy, like Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I would, because whenever something exciting happens, you almost like want to bottle it up. So you remember how it feels. So you could like recreate it in the future. Yeah. Yes. Spot on. Love it. So, okay. So I loved your tips about becoming your highest self. And then, I mean, do you have like a daily practice for this or how often do you recommend that somebody would think about their highest self to make it become a reality? Mm -hmm. Honestly, like every day and multiple times a day. And that is something like I, for my daily practice, like it's in the morning, right? Like I want to start my day. Like my brain needs cleaned out. Like I wake up with all these thoughts, doubts, dreams, goals, like what ifs. And so it's like, I like to journal. I like to dump all my thoughts out on paper. Cause I think Byron Katie, she says like, when you put your thoughts on paper, it pauses them. So, you know, it makes it feel like more manageable. And then you can really be like, is that even true? <laughs> like, is why am I thinking that? Right. When it feels so real up here. 
So I would say journaling, really asking yourself like some good future self questions, like what do I want to believe today? What am I going to focus on today? What action would that future self take? Or like, how do I want to feel? Like, what's the energy of today? And then um, spending some time visualizing, whether that's like putting in music and going to that place where you already have the result or looking at your vision board, putting on music, really like feeling it in your body. And then honestly, like once the day gets going, there's so much that like comes at you and so much input. I'm now trying to like take a couple minutes like at lunch or like when I close out my day, you know, like still thinking about her and still thinking about this life that I'm building because it's easy to be like, to like start your morning like that, but then like get overwhelmed by all like the input and like everything that comes at you. So it's like, honestly, as much as we can, because like our brain, like I said, it's, it wants to be directed and like what we focus on expands. So it's like, if we can really just keep picturing that where we're going, who we're becoming and how we're doing that right now, I don't see that as being a problem at all. I love that. What would you say to somebody who maybe doesn't know what their highest self or future self looks like. And I'll give you kind of a personal example. Mm -hmm. For me, I know no one's going to, I'm not saying this as a way to kind of like get sympathy or anything, but like for me personally, this is actually something I've struggled with a little bit recently because I feel like I really was able to manifest everything that I wanted from like five years ago, literally everything that I imagined my highest self, my next self being, having, doing at this Mm -hmm. point I have done, which is crazy. Um, and then now I'm kind of at this place where I'm like, well, what is the next step for me? Like, I don't really know what that next version of me now looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a kind of a double-edged sword. It's great. Obviously I'm so grateful and I'm like, so happy in my life. And that doesn't mean that I don't have struggles, but like just the things that I wanted to manifest, I did, but now I'm kind of like, well, what am I working towards now? You know what I mean? So like, if mm-hmm. anybody else is feeling like that, how do they, how would you recommend them kind of envisioning what that next level is? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And right where my my mind went to was like, what if it doesn't have to be such big changes to get to that next level? Like, what if they're like little adjustments into what we're already doing? And what if like we're doing like something, what if it's not even adding, but like taking things out? right or like delegating or how we schedule our day what we say yes to what we say no to so I think just like one this is gonna like sound counterintuitive like what if it wasn't a problem and we just got to observe it like before like without having like a problem to solve you know what I'm saying because then it's like we got to figure it out we got to figure it out and like there's like that forced energy but it's like what would that next version of me look like and like what would feel good what would I like to change what if it's one thing what if it's one small tweak and like, could that be okay? Yeah. Like allowing ourselves to kind of lean into it and realize like the, the next level might not be like, it doesn't have to be uh what's the word? Like how you manifested everything, right? Like for them, like the last five years, like so big. So like very like tangible, but more so like, what if it's like the intangibles, mm-hmm. like how you feel and things like that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And that that is interesting because that was something I was thinking about is now I am kind of more like I'm not really concerned as much with like the tangible things. I'm like, but what do I want to feel like on a day-to-day basis? Like what is what is the mindset I want to wake up in the morning with? So yeah, I think that's that's really, really good, good tips. Yeah. And then ask yourself that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what comes up. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
So about six years ago, I was living as a minimalist in a tiny house, thousands of dollars in debt, never spending a dime on anything non-essential. And I just started to have this feeling like, I want more than this. I want freedom to make my own schedule, to travel the world, to take bougie vacations and not limit myself to the cheapest food item on every menu anymore. Most importantly, I wanted to make an impact and help tons of people all over the world without hustling or working myself into the ground. Maybe some of you listening can relate to this. I just knew that there had to be a way to make passive, scalable income while I was at the spa. And even though everyone else thought that I was crazy, I created my first online nutrition course and proved everybody wrong. Online courses are a way to provide value to an unlimited amount of people at once in a completely passive way. Meaning you could be making thousands of dollars and enrolling new students while you're at the spa, which is actually something I do almost every week now. At this point, I've helped over 2,700 entrepreneurs in all different industries like real estate, hairstyling, makeup, homeschooling, motherhood, interior design, graphic design, human design, astrology, business and marketing, photography, language, social media, and so many others create profitable, scalable, and passive online courses inside my program, Online Course Academy. To learn more about Online Course Academy, how to choose a profitable topic, how to grow your audience from scratch without ads, and how to start selling your online course passively, I would love to have you come join my free masterclass called How to Make Passive Income with Your Own Online Course. The link to join the masterclass will be in the show notes of this episode and will also be linked in my Instagram bio at Rebel Nutrition. Remember, this is a completely free class, so there's literally no risk to join, but the rewards could pay off passively for years to come. See you there. Okay, so I kind of want to talk a little bit more about your business because I think I have a lot of entrepreneurs obviously listening. So I would love to know just more kind of behind the scenes of like your business model. Like, are you seeing one-on-one clients and do you have multiple streams of income or like, and to the extent that you feel sharing, feel comfortable sharing, obviously, but we do talk about money on this, on this podcast a lot. So just like behind the scenes of your business, what that looks like working for yourself, what your income streams are, anything like that. I just, I know people are interested in that myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I work with clients one-on-one. And right now I offer like a six month package where like we go all in on like, we get you unstuck, but it's also like building that transformation over time. So it's like you get unstuck and then you keep going, like you keep making that progress and we keep building into the life that you want. So I do work with people just one-on-one. I still love the one-on-one model. Like I could see myself transitioning out of that eventually. Um, I have created like master classes. Like I use teachable things like that. Um, I think teachable is so fun. Like it really is so fun to wake up to a sale. Like you kill it. Like you really, like you show what's possible with all that. And I'm like, yes. Like I would also like to get a massage and make a sale. Oh, <laughs> it's for sure. the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say majority is, um, just the one-on-one coaching. And then I do like kind of some specials like this July. I'm, I have like deep dives, which is like two hour specials or like, you know, walk and talk with me, but it's still like very much in the one-to-one container. Um, but like I said, I do the, I've done master classes. I have done, uh, let's see, I guess you could consider it a course, like more so like a 21 day, like reset that I used to offer. And it was just like your basic building principles to like changing how you think, um, so that you could feel good. 
so that you can have these like their life tools. Right. And it's like, I want you to have them. Like, I want you to like use them how I use them. I've done like workshops on like vision, vision day, things like that. I would say like my main way as of right now is still like very much like one-on-one. I think like I would like to make a big course one day. It's just like taking the time, right? Like to decide like, what is it that I specifically want to help people with? Well, it's cool. I love hearing how you kind of do a combination because I think a lot of people think that, you know, if you're doing a course, then you can't do one-on-ones anymore, or you have to choose one or the other. And it's like, no, you can actually do both to the extent that you want to, you know, I'm curious if you had any struggles or if you still have any struggles with like niching down, because what I hear from a lot of my students in the specifically like life coaching or spirituality um, niches or industries, they kind of feel like they need to be targeting one specific type of person or one specific problem have you struggled with that at all or are you do you keep it more vague and it works for you honestly like in the beginning I was like okay I'm gonna be a general life coach like this is what I love like I love like the whole gamut is that the word like the whole spectrum of it and then I was like oh like that voice right like look what they're doing should I start niching down and honestly it's so much focusing on my niche completely shut me down that like I wasn't even offering coaching. So I just decided to go all in on general life coaching. Like I help people get unstuck in a lot of different ways, right? Like I typically help a certain group of people. Like they're the high performers, they are motivated and they just feel really like stuck in certain areas. And it might be confidence. It might be routine. It might be like the overwhelm, but I really just like believe like deep down there are people out there that want to feel better that want to have more freedom in their life that want to feel like they're in control. And so honestly, I've just like decided to go all in on like the general aspect of it within like the bubble of like, do you feel stuck? Or like some people call it lost per se. And I mean, I don't know, like I've never really spent so much time thinking like I've got to specifically talk about this. I don't really know the other side of it, but it's worked for me so far. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't know how that would work with the course, but I might try it. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I, I also love to hear it because I think the advice that I tell people too is like, if think if quote unquote choosing a niche is keeping you stuck from doing anything, that's way worse than just like being more vague and at least putting content out there and at least talking about you know, mm-hmm. starting to build your brand and starting to help people and starting to share information. It's like the worst thing you can do is just be paralyzed with fear and not doing anything because you don't know what your niche is yet. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Cause like just by helping people, like you see what they come to you for. Yeah. Like I've definitely noticed, like there's a lot of women doing great things in the world and in their lives, but it's like the time for themselves. It's like the self-care, it's the routine, it's the overwhelm, it's the self-belief. Like there's definitely themes that pop up. And so it's like, sure, like maybe I would take time to really like narrow that down if I was going to do something where I wasn't coaching them directly, but I was creating a course that they would follow. I would probably spend more time like kind of getting in their head. But like, I would agree. It's like, get started so you can get that information just as, versus like just wondering. And I don't know. I'm like, this is what feels good to me. And I just, I wanted like, this is why I got into it. I don't want to make it that much harder. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to go all in on this. And if I pivot, I pivot, but not right now. Well, that, I mean, that's like just the winning mindset in my opinion is like anything that makes you feel any, any advice from anybody out there, even if it's me, even if it's whoever amazing business coach person on the internet, giving you advice, if it makes you feel like 
it's making anything you're doing harder or taking you away from what your intuition is saying or stalling your progress. You don't have to listen to that. Like ultimately you are the expert. You are the one that knows best for you. So I heard this, I heard somebody else use this analogy. It was like advice is like a buffet. You can take what, what you want and leave the rest. You don't have to take everybody's (laughs) advice that you come across because you know, the social media, the internet, everybody has an opinion. Yes, (laughs) totally. You just posted yesterday about like following like your intuition, just like if you have like that gut feeling Mm -hmm. and like, it's funny how that's been popping up for me. Like, I just thought like the other day, I'm like, you never regret going with your gut. And I feel like you always kind of know what you want by like that gut punch. Mm-hmm. So like, if you are trying to force yourself into like a niche or like focusing on something, and then you see somebody else being successful with like what you really wanted. And you're like, oh, that's a really great indication of finding out what you want. Like, oh, how are they doing that? Yeah. Or, how did they move across the country? Or like, that's how I always know. I'm like, damn, that's telling me something good. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was talking about this with somebody else too, or even like that little twinge of jealousy a lot of times can be a really, really good indicator of something oh, that, yeah. that is meant for you that you should be doing or you should be pursuing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. I guess. So what, well, I'm curious if you experienced, I mean, I know that you you said you did because obviously you put off building a business for a while, but what what are some tips that you use yourself or that you would give other people for overcoming that self-doubt for starting a business or going after their dreams, whatever it is, moving across the country? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I would say slow it down. I think that we think all of our happiness and all of like what's going to feel good is in the end result is like, Once we have the full blown business, like once we get to LA or San Diego, if you're going across country from Cleveland, um, things like that, because what I found out when I was like doubting and like constantly focusing on like, okay, I can only be happy once I have this business that's full blown, that's got clients that like I work full time for myself, like I'll only be happy then it really kind of like shut me down because it felt so far away and it was so many steps and I was just like, oh my God. But once I got going and I just made the one decision I needed to make that I was going to get certified and I was going to go all in so I could start my business, I like couldn't, could not get over how good I felt by making one decision. And like, I felt free. I, I felt like how I always wanted to feel that I thought was in the end, that I thought like was years down the road. And I was like, oh my God, I waited so long and all of this was this close Mm. because it really just like took the chains off. And it was like, okay, you've made the decision. You've made the payment, right? You submitted, you've signed up and now you're going to go all in. You're just going to have your own back. So I think like doubt is normal, but realizing like, wait, like feeling better and feeling like it's possible isn't as far away as you think. And it's not in just the end result. It's not like it could happen way sooner. And I found that out and I was like, oh my God, everyone needs to know this. (laughs) I want to save everyone time. Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, it's like, I mean, it's so cheesy, but it really is the, it's in the journey, not the destination, right? Like if you don't, if you don't figure out how to enjoy the journey or find purpose in the journey, the destination is not going to give it to you, (laughs) you know? Yes. Oh God, isn't that true? (sighs) And it's like doubt. It's like, it just, it is a, it's a normal emotion. Like we're not supposed to be perfect. Like we're not supposed to have, not have doubt. Like, of course you would have doubt, but also just like challenging some of the thoughts that come up for you with the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Like really disproving that evidence that we're, like our brain so badly wants to lock in on. 
Like you're such a great example of promoting possibility, you know, like that's like my mission is like promote possibility. And I think you do that so well. And it's like, like, look to Amy, like, look what she can do. Like, well, look what she's done. Like, and just find evidence that keeps you moving forward because your brain will focus on like where you like the direction you place it. So it's okay to have doubt, but it doesn't have to be the reason you don't do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can choose not to, not to listen to it. <laughs> well, thank you for that, by the way. So mm-hmm. I also noticed that you recently were training for a half marathon. Did yes. you, so did you run it already? I did. Yeah. I ran it about like a month and a half ago now, which is crazy. Okay. So what was the, why did you want to train for a, a half marathon? And then I'm just curious about like what that training looked like. Mm-hmm. So I actually decided to run a half marathon because I said 2023 was going to be the year that I did things that felt impossible to me. You know, I was like, I'm not a distance runner. I was always a sprinter. You know, I ran collegiate track, but I was like short distance. And I mean, like talk about a label, talk about a belief. I was like, I'm not a distance runner. I don't, I can't do that. How are you doing that? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do all the things that feel really scary and impossible. And so I signed up for the half. And then shortly after that, I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just like double down on what feels impossible. (laughs) (laughs) And so like my doctor said I can still run it. So I was like, all right. So I started a little bit earlier. I started maybe like 14 weeks of training and I just I built on the training. Like I did like what, like this basic program told me to do. And I realized that was like, you're just like building the blocks. Like you're just laying brick by brick. And to me, this was such a good metaphor for like any other goal. It's like, I could not run that half marathon. I couldn't run 13 miles in February. Right. Like, and that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the point. The point was to get on the treadmill or get outside and run two or two and a half. And then the next week, it's like, let's just keep going. Like, let's see what else you can do. And it's like, it's not supposed to be easy. Like we're here to do things that really push ourselves. Like I'm here to grow into it. I want to be the person that can train my mind to slow down because it really, what I noticed was like, no matter if I was doing like five miles or 11 miles, my brain wanted to rush me through because of like that panic. And I was like, we're just running. Like, it's okay. Like, relax, slow down. It just wanted to get to the end. Kind of like, I just want to get to that result so I can feel good, so I can feel better. But I'm like, we're doing so much right now, right? Like, we're learning so much right now. Like, we're in the middle. It's okay to be in the middle. So my training was like, it was long. Like, I wasn't used to like those long workouts like anymore. Like, I used to do that in the past. But I was like, that's okay. I was like, I could do hard things. Like I could build this muscle. And honestly, like the race ended up being so much fun. I was like, so surprised. I was like, wow, what felt really impossible became more doable just by getting started and building on it. It didn't have to become possible overnight, but it would never have been possible if I didn't get started and keep going. Yes. And just taking like the little, uh, like 1% more. I like to think of that analogy, like every day or every week, like you're just getting a little bit better. Cause it's not like, you know, it's not like the very first week you were trying to run 13 miles. Like you've probably started mm-hmm. like low and then every week maybe increased a little bit. It's such Heck a good yeah, it was low. analogy or metaphor for just over like doing anything hard, like building a business or anything, like doing a little bit at a time. And it's, that is the true indicator of what's going to make you successful is your small, like small steps over time rather than just like something overnight. So I love your, um, what did you say it was your year of doing impossible things? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. I I was like, I want to do something that feels impossible. 
I love that. Like, I almost feel like everybody listening, I'm going to do this myself too, is like, think about what feels impossible for me or what my mind has been telling me is impossible. And then like, figure out a way I can do it this year. <laughs> yeah. Make it a game. You know, yeah. like, like, why not? Like, let's yeah. just have some fun. Like if it are, if we already think it's impossible, if we already believe like failure, it could very much be an option. Who cares? Mm-hmm. We're just going to go out and try. Right. Like yeah. then it's like, we take the pressure off ourselves and I guarantee you surprise yourself. Well, I almost, I love that mentality of like, just let yourself be bad at things for a while. It's like, you know, and I, I feel like as somebody who was an athlete back in the day, (laughs) um, like I, I actually loved trying new sports that I was bad at because that process of practicing and seeing how you would get better at it over time and eventually become like pretty good at something that you previously weren't is so fun and so exciting to me. And like that we can pull into just the rest of our rest of our lives. So I love that. I think this conversation was going to be so helpful for so many people. Um, Where can people find you if they want to learn more, if they want to work with you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at low nanny. Um, or you can go to my website at laurananny.com, but Instagram, like I share like a bunch of things like reels posts. Um, you can find me on there, send me a message or, uh, my email is also located on my website. And honestly, I think my Instagram bio, so find me on there. Perfect. And we will of course link to everything in the show notes as well. If you guys want to connect with Lauren and thank you so much for listening. If you guys love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could screenshot it, tag me at Rebel Nutrition, and then tag Lauren at Low Nanny, L-O-N-A-N-N-I. Thank you, Lauren, so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. So fun. Thank you so much for listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you were listening to this? It helps us reach more people with this message. I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to attract your desires is to start showing up as the version of you who already has those things right now. There's nothing standing in your way from feeling those feelings today. Now go have a beautiful rest of your day.